Hi, I'm theater director Shelley Daniel. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast. Today I will be talking with seniors J.R. Johnson, Sadie Pichardo, Wren Wilson, Kim Johnston, and Zaya Burton about the winter musical production of Chicago Teen Edition. We'll be giving you a behind-the-scenes look at the production process so far, what audiences can expect, and more. Be sure to join us the weekend of February 23rd through 25th at the Rome City Auditorium. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the Darlington Podcast, a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia. Join us as we take a look inside and outside our classrooms and connect with students, teachers, alumni, and more. So thank you all so much for uh, participating in this podcast. We are going to just have a fun conversation about the winter musical and, and um, what audiences can kind of expect, what we've been working on since November, and things that have excited you along the way about the show, what you're looking forward to, what has challenged you, what you've learned. So um, I guess I'll start with one, one piece. I think most of you probably experienced this when we announced that we were doing Chicago. Um, you probably had some people, people have wider eyes than normal, and they say, wow, you're doing Chicago? Well, we are producing a teen edition, which is a relatively new adaptation of um, the original Broadway show. Um, I personally feel like it has stayed very true to what audiences will expect from Chicago. It keeps the, it keeps the nature of it. Yeah, it's still really big and flashy. It's just, it keeps all the essence of Chicago that everyone knows and loves, but makes it more accessible to high school students to perform it. Yes. How did you feel about stepping into the role of Roxy Sadie? Um, well, I grew up on Chicago. Like I um, have always loved it. My mom introduced me, um, maybe at too young of an age, but <laughs> um, I have. I've always loved the roles, and I always really liked Roxy. Um, I actually auditioned for Velma because I thought she was really fierce and would be a challenge, but that was fun. But I ended up getting Roxy, which I feel like was a blessing in disguise. I think that Roxy is such a fun, bubbly character that makes a lot of mistakes, which is really real and shows the truth of it all. So I think that this character is really fun and enjoyable for me. So what was your, when you were young and you were kind of introduced to the musical, what was your favorite song at, at that time? Do you remember? Was there anything that you... You sang. I mean, I was it a Velma really song? <laughs> liked actually, I really liked "Reach for the Gun." Oh, um, specifically like the just the idea of it all mm-hmm. and like the costumes and like the and you have to be a life size puppet in yeah. this number. It's a very difficult number. Yeah, I really liked that one, and that was one of my favorites. So I'd say that one, and I also really liked Mom Morton's song. Yeah, you gotta love that. Well, let's talk about Reach for the Gun for just a second, because when I decided to officially go with the show, that was one of the songs that when we Miss Johnson and I looked at it, we said, "Whoa, this one's gonna be, this one's gonna be like climbing Mount Everest," (laughs) and it's turned out to be like one of my favorite moments. I just want to find an excuse at every rehearsal to to run through it for some reason. It's one of my favorites. But you've got the lead in that number, so you want to talk a little bit about what that what that song is? Yeah, so that song is just basically a courtroom scene, we, a practice run of Billy and Roxy saying, hey, this is what we're going to talk about, this is what we're going to do. But that song is just incredibly chaotic and super big and flashy, very fun. 
to perform, very fun to see. You have to kind of become the puppet master. Yes, I do have to uh, puppet uh, Sadie. Now, JR, I have to, I'm going to embarrass you because okay. I started directing you when you were 13. 13, okay? And I remember directing you in your first role as this timid little <laughs> mousy guy yes. who was hiding behind furniture and trembling. And now to see you, which was just a role you played, that wasn't yeah. your, your natural state, but um, it's kind of been fun to see the, the, the how different this character is from, from what was his name? Lane. I'm Lane. Lane. Yeah. <laughs> from playing Lane, and now you're playing, um, you know, an iconic role yeah. in, Billy Flynn. in a, American musicals. So A very large name. A very drastic difference, but I've, I've, yeah. I'm absolutely loving playing Billy And Flynn. standing on a chair puppeteering yes. the entire ensemble. So, and Sadie's a force of nature, so you puppeteering her <laughs> is enough. So, it's a really, really fun number. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kimberly is here, and she is one of our stage managers, along with Zaya. They're both seniors. And I thought maybe I'd throw it to you to talk a little bit about what the um, leadership process has been. What have, what have y'all been up to? Yeah, so one of the first things we started with when the season opened was kind of getting our crew acclimated to the space and um, showing them the ins and outs of certain things. And one thing that we started this year that was your idea, Zaya, was just doing a bunch of workshops so we could go through and um, just teach everyone in the crew how to properly put on wigs, how to sew things, and um, how to daisy chain different costumes so it's like putting them on a hanger a certain way. So I feel like that really helped everyone go ahead and get introduced to not only how we operate, but also to each other. It was a really nice experience to get everyone just excited to do theater. How do you feel, do you, do you have a, you have a crew, some of your crew are experienced and have worked other shows, but you have a, quite a few new people. We have a lot of new people. That's exciting. It's really exciting. I love, one of my favorite things about being in this position is being able to mentor the new people. Like You always like, um, being around people that you know already and like seeing them grow further and further but it's so fun to be able to mentor the new people and really get them like happy and excited to be in the space and really set them up to be able to grow further on so. when we talk about when we talk about designing mm -hmm. and we're in the season of design right now with fine arts i kind of think of that mentoring as almost designing yeah in some ways you're almost designing the future of the program because you are helping bring others up into that excellence that you've established, you know, the pra excellent practices that you've established and helping them understand how to be the best versions of themselves in those roles. Exactly. Zaya, what's been fun for you? Um, I think honestly just bonding with the crew. Like I know at the beginning of the year, crew was very shy, mm -hmm. not talkative. It was very difficult to kind of like convey their feelings towards like me and Kimbo trying to go through um, everything so it was really difficult at the beginning but I think now like coming into rehearsal and then seeing crew and us like joking around with all of our jokes that we've made and like coming together and actually like building um, whether it be building the set or making props or like figuring out costumes and labels like we always find some way to laugh or um, kind of just bond better and get closer together, which I really think that the workshops at the beginning of the year definitely helped with that, um, especially for the new people who, um, you know, needed to, who didn't have, like, crew experience. They just weren't well, thrown in the deep water. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, but also um, 
just making sure we all had a fun time, we all understood like, and that you what were making, we were getting into. You're do, both very good at making connections with people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the root and the key of anything that's successful on a team is, is we talked about this last week, you know, your, t- your team now, if you have a bad day or if they have a bad day or when we get to the tech week and things are stressful, you are now bonded. You can kind of anticipate each other's needs, anticipate when, you know, one of you needs to chip in and help. Mm-hmm. It's just that's successful leadership. Mm-hmm. And I can always rely on one of my crewmates to come and come take a step up to help and assist whenever it's needed, whether one of us is gone or whether, you know, staff is having to do something completely different. Like, I love being able to give them, like, a responsibility role so they don't feel like they're kind of just the outsider just pitching in slowly. So how exciting is it to be the top dog running all of this show, basically, at the Rome City Auditorium, that beautiful historic space? Um, it's a little... Intimidating? Yeah, yeah. it's a little intimidating, <laughs> especially um, from last year with certain things going wrong. But we know that we know how the the city auditorium is set up, and you know some of those things are beyond our control. Yeah. Exactly. But you guys, you guys are so creative. Yeah. You find and improvisational. Yeah. You, you find things on the spot. To you do. You fix, did last year. Whether yeah. it be shoes or hats or pants. <laughs> well, so the audience listening, if you didn't attend the show, we had a one night. I, correct me if I'm wrong. That. One of the backdrop um, motors malfunction yeah, or something. It was it halfway down or? Um, it was halfway. It was, it was halfway. Uh, it was halfway down, but it was because we lifted it up to get in the bigger props, mm-hmm. and I couldn't bring it all the way up to switch it out. So, so it was sort of stuck. stuck there. Yeah. In the middle of Act One, mm-hmm. way way before intermission. So we had to we had to work together as a team and improvise. We just quietly moved intermission up to a new spot <laughs> and we got that we got the curtains closed and got that drop down and fixed it and found another batten to hang it on. Mm-hmm. So you guys, I think going through things like that in the theater, in many ways in the future, that's what you will remember is those yeah. moments where you had to creatively problem solve, um, but also how you work together as a team to face those unexpected challenges. Yeah. And one thing that I remember the most, my family was there for that show. Oh, so goodness. of course, you know, the one show where the biggest thing goes wrong, my family has to be there to see it. You know? yeah. So that was kind of ironic. <laughs> but honestly, I went to go talk to them afterward and they were like, yeah, we didn't even notice any of that. Like we saw that um, a backdrop was moving and that was all we knew. So they were just completely oblivious to the fact that all that craziness was going on backstage. So I think that really speaks to how, um, how strong our crew is and how strong our company as a whole is because there are a lot of actors coming in to pitch in because they saw that we were like freaking out. So like, and, okay, we need And to if help. you don't have that trust, I, I remember leaving the, like the director's box and coming down mm-hmm. and all I had to do was just look in Zaya's eyes. Like we didn't even <laughs> have to communicate. You know, so that's that's where you want to be, and I and I feel that way as a director with my actors and my my staff, that I can, you know, there's ultimate trust there, and um, authenticity, and so I think when we face problems together like that, you know, you, I think we may have even laughed. I don't remember. I think we just thought we are going to handle this. There is no other option. We got this. Yeah, over, but probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what that's what theater is made of. Is is is. Um, you plan and you plan and you rehearse and rehearse and it never, I mean, the universe is always going to throw something at you that's yep. unexpected. That's why we all um, take improv classes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Ren. Ren is playing Velma Kelly. 
um, an iconic role. <laughs> what has been fun for you or challenging for you? Yeah, well, um, I wasn't really familiar with Chicago until uh, you announced that we were going to be doing it, and I watched it. And I was watching all these characters and just thinking to myself, ooh, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> it was very, oh, very um, intimidating, very showy. And um, when I'm playing Velma, it's so funny to me because I just kind of think outside myself sometimes and think of me when I joined the theater program in my sophomore year. And I, I could not have played Velma my sophomore year, but here I am this year and um, really trying to be this larger than life iconic character and um, portray her faithfully. And um, it's a challenge for sure, but it's one I'm really enjoying. How roles like that are the ones that you just dream about? You know, where, where maybe it does feel so far from our natural state that we are just able to artistically really fly mm -hmm. and really um, go beyond those boundaries that, that sometimes we feel like we can't get past. You know, I, one of my favorite things that a, an, an actor can say is, I don't think I can play this role, or I, I don't think I'm, what did you say? You said, I, I don't think I can do it. Right. I can't play Velma. Because that means, for you, the bar is just slightly too high, and that means you're going to be jumping. And that's, that's when we're growing, is when we're trying those things that scare us. And, and um, I just love it. I, love, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. you seem so confident. But, yeah, she's a great role. I mean, there's, there is something to you having to walk out as the music starts right. at the beginning of a show. <laughs> and just walk while the music is playing and the spotlight is on you. I mean, that's, it, it, takes, it takes courage. Right. Um, and I think the skills that we build when we have to face moments like that are gonna serve you well in the future mm -hmm. in many other ways. All right, JR, you were in the fall play. Yes, I was. I intentionally built this season because when I was reading these plays looking for the season, I realized that these two shows bookend each other in a crazy way. Yeah. Who would have thought that these two shows, 12 Angry Jurors and Chicago, would be so cool paired up together? Yeah. Like, do you see it? I do see it. When you initially take a look at it, you're like, Chicago's big, flashy, and 12 Angry Jurors is very serious. But mm -hmm. you actually take a closer look at the whole court and how it displays all the opinions of everyone mm -hmm. in throughout uh, America, they really work well with each other. Yeah, I um, it's kind of like in one show, and all of you were part of that. The characters are are seeking justice and seeking truth against all odds, mm -hmm. um, beyond whatever obstacle stands in their way. In this show. <laughs> What are the characters doing? <laughs> they're, they're, they're... I am actively going out of my way yeah. to get as far from the truth as possible. Right. And so I think it, it gives us these two interesting studies and t of slice of life of like the, the greater virtues of our humanity in one and the lesser virtues of our humanity in the other. And it's just wonderful um, conversation and discussion coming from both of them. What did you think about that, the two shows paired together? Um, yeah, well, there was, there was a lot of sincerity and honesty in 12 Angry Jurors. It was mm -hmm. all about 
you know, um, getting to the truth and maybe abandoning your own um, feelings and your own background to get to that truth. And Chicago is the exact opposite. It is covering up the truth. It is fully um, acting towards your own self-interest. And um, it's just really funny that these two shows have been paired together um, and they're just opposites to the same theme. Um, and both very entertaining shows. <laughs> and both classics, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And both period pieces, mm-hmm. which is kind of fun. Um, I think of 12 Angry Jurors as being more bare bones, more, um, more about the substance, right. whereas Chicago is more about the fluff. You know, just how like flashy it all is. Like to pull something from uh, cinema class, because you yeah, know you taught that for me. It was awesome. It's very like Boz Lerman, like just everything. Yeah. Oh, for in sure. Your face, like yeah. just it. The contrast between, especially from a text standpoint, like having just one straight set the whole time with just like three tables, four chairs behind each of them, and that's it. No scene changes whatsoever. No, scene changes. no elaborate costumes or wigs. Do we yeah. have any wigs in the fall? No. So Sadie is with us. She's playing Roxy, but she was also our costume designer for the fall play, mm-hmm. one of our first ever. She did a fantastic job with a concept design. So I'm sorry, I just had to say. No, you're totally fine. But I agree. Yeah, so it's like you're going from just like a very simple set and everyone just being on there for the whole time because there's no breaks in it whatsoever. There's a couple blackouts, but everyone stayed on stage the whole we time. We didn't have an intermission. Not at all. Mm-hmm. And then you're going from that very like bare bone, like focus on the um, sentiments that the characters are going through the and then minutia. going to the minutia, yeah. And then going to just everything really in your face and big and bright and sparkly and ah, you know, it's just, the contrast is very fun to work with. Well, JR, you've got a song that's called Razzle Dazzle. Yes. And I think that epitomizes kind of yes, it does. the essence of Chicago. Yes. Um, Razzle Dazzle is just an amazing song that I absolutely love and I've loved Learning well, it. You definitely love the coat that you're wearing. Yes, I do. I am so excited to perform with that coat. It is it all is... sequins in every color. It is beautiful. It is. It is razzle dazzle. I'm gonna try and steal it and wear it to prom. Yeah, we're all we're all betting that he's gonna do that. <laughs> what do you think about so when the fall play obviously we're exploring the justice system. We have a young man who's committed a crime. Well, who is believed to have committed a crime. And the plot of the story is sort of drilling down into, we said the minutiae, or the facts, trying to get to the facts, trying to get to the truth, using the justice system in a way that reveals, you know, what 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 really happened and um, gives him his fair justice, right? Yeah. Chicago, how does Chicago use the justice system? It just flips it on its head completely. It uses uses the justice system to get people famous. It uses the justice system like as a toy, doesn't (laughs) it? Um, Manipulates it like like literally a toy. Um, There are two characters, Millie and Amelia, who are doing a great job as the narrators in the play. And when they come up in the courtroom scene, one of them says, blah, 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 blah. And the other one says, Truth, 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 so help you God. And I, I think those those two lines, especially if you relate them back to the fall, it's just amazing how these two two shows um, bookend each other. <laughs> so, all right. So, what does it feel like to know that you are opening in over three weeks? Not to pressure you, but we've got four weeks. 
Um, what does it feel like? Where, how do you feel about where you are right now? We did our first run through of the sh most of the show on Saturday. Yes, we did. I think our first for our first run through, it went really well. I did too. I was I was very impressed with everyone we had. Everything was down. A few mistakes, but nothing that won't be fixed. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a stumble through yeah, like it exactly. usually is supposed to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a an actual run through of the show. And when you see all those pieces put together, you know, I can see it in my head. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> but how did it feel for you to get to do a run through? I'm sick. So yeah. it was really fun, but um, I did feel not at my best. Well, um, you're ready to start belting those, belting those solos. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I was... What's your favorite solo that you sing? Um, I have two, but for different reasons. Okay. I really like Funny Honey because vocally, I feel like it's it's hard, but I feel like it really suits my voice, so mm -hmm. I really like singing that one. But, um, of course, Roxy is yeah. just a classic, yeah. that one. It's, it's a showstopper, and I think I really like Roxy because it's supposed to be a solo, but it, it isn't. I get to dance with everyone that I am friends with yeah. and like connect with people and everyone that I do Roxy with says that it's one of their favorites. Well so. you're rather the puppet master in that number aren't you? Yeah. I mean there's nothing like when you just hold your hands up and a sign comes down out of the ceiling <laughs> a bunch of people in tuxedos in her you know yeah, just snap so your fingers. It's really fun I, I really enjoyed that one so. What are you looking forward to? You've got three weeks three and a half um, I think our run through was actually um, really solid. I could almost envision the final show more than I usually can at this point. And um, I, I feel like I personally still have a long way to go in those three Well, weeks. some of your hardest parts um, are at the very end, right. and so that, I think that's, that's justified. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to do it. I'm excited to do justice to this show, which is such a fun show. Mm -hmm. Um, do you now? You love fashion. Like, what do you think about the costuming, the period? Do you like the twenties? Oh, it's just so fun. It's, it's so gorgeous, fun. isn't it? Yes. It's oh my gosh! <laughs> the flapper dresses, it's the beading, be, all of the sequins. It's gonna be and the, such a change from last year. Oh my yeah, gosh! Like the, where, the embellishments yeah. and the fascinators. <laughs> I just every time one of you puts on your. Uh, finger wave wig or your little 20 short hair and you put that fascinator on it's just I just love everything about it yeah, yeah. it really takes you into the world of the show mm -hmm. the world of the time period mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be really fun to have um, my friends who don't do theater see me because last year I looked <laughs> unrecognizable <laughs> and this year I'm going we, to be a different kind of a different kind of bad guy yeah you're you're playing a villain well I don't know that she's a she is a villain you're you're so yeah but you're gonna be you're gonna look very different than you did last year yeah yeah no neon jumpsuits yeah. for sure I, I will just be neon myself yeah that's right your spirit will be neon um so is there anything else that you that has come to mind that you would want to share with the world outside about um, our program, or, or why do you think people should come see it? Um, I think that it's a really well-known show, and I've seen the show in the different times, like uh, in different shows with like different people acting, and I think that watching something that's so familiar in a different perspective is always fun and exciting 
and it's never the same. So I think that if people come and see it this time, they'll be able to see the uniqueness that Darlington brings to the stage. I was, um, I'm lucky, I feel very lucky that I've never been in Chicago, nor directed Chicago, nor seen Chicago on stage. Wow. Now, years and years ago, I saw everybody's, most people have seen the film with Catherine and Zeta Jones, but didn't remember that much about it. Um, so, I will say personally that it has been very challenging. Um, it is a very challenging show to direct. Um, but I'm excited to see how it's received because I think a lot of people, when they think of Chicago, they have a certain aesthetic that they are expecting. Mm -hmm. And we have gone sort of a different direction with yeah. that. We've gone more classic 20s uh, versus the sort of all black, all red, yeah. which you're not allowed to do anyway with the high school edition. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see how, how all of that comes together and how, that, how our design aesthetic is gonna look when it's all put together. You two are going to have a challenge on your hands getting wigs on all these actors. Yeah. <laughs> 24, including JR, because yes. yeah. um, you can't see him right now, but his hair is almost down to oh, his yeah. shoulders. So <laughs> we have to make him look like he belongs in the 20s. We've got a great wig for him. <laughs> so I think I've come up with a plan on how everyone needs to be put together by the time all of our crew comes to run in. What and, is like, your help. plan, Zaya? <laughs> um, usually, like, all, during tech week, you obviously have, like, a sit-down meeting in the RCA before where all the props are kind of, and all the the moving, big moving parts out of the way, and we're all just sitting in a circle. And since one of our workshops was teaching our crew members how to braid, you're gonna we're just going to do a braiding circle. <laughs> braiding circle around. while we get notes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, Warm up and braiding circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think it'll just help kind of reduce the time mm -hmm. so it's not just two people trying to do everyone versus I love it. ten yeah. people trying to do all 20-something actors. And honestly, when you think about relationships, those are the choices that help build relationships mm -hmm. because... You're not, you're not, you know, you have people that are fully invested. Everybody's invested. Um, so I love that. I don't know. I'm just excited. I'm with you. I thought the run through. I feel like we're a little bit ahead this year. Oh, got a knock on something. Got a knock on that door. Um, but, um, yeah, we're really excited. I'm, I'm nervous, but in a good way. Yeah. Because it's Chicago. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very, very excited. Um, and I hope, hope we have huge crowds for this one. Um, we want to encourage everybody to support live theater. You know, everybody's on their screens these days, and I and I am as well. You know, but we all kind of have our heads in screens, and what a wonderful opportunity it is to get your head out of a screen and come sit in a live theater and have that communal um, just experience with fellow audience members, but also with the the live actors. Um, it's really magical, and I hope I hope that our audiences will come. I hope they will come more than once and support uh, your great efforts and live theater and all this, this great performing art that we are trying to bring to our community. I'm um, bringing Broadway to broad. <laughs> um, okay, well I just want to thank you again for um, volunteering your time. Thank, thank you. you so, so much. We're glad that you tuned in to this episode of the Darlington Podcast. Tune in each week wherever you like to listen to podcasts and don't forget to subscribe. You can check out today's show notes at darlingtonschool.org backslash podcast. If you have any questions about today's program or ideas for a future episode, send an email to communications at darlingtonschool.org. The Darlington Podcast. 
a production of Darlington School in Rome, Georgia, is a collaboration between the communication and advancement teams, and the intro music is alumni produced. See show notes and hear more episodes at www.darlingtonschool.org slash podcast.